Your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard to another Rope Drop on Deck. I'm Doug McKnight, and I'm here with Michelle McKnight of Touring Plans Travel. Michelle, what exciting thing did we do this last weekend? We went to Kansas City. That's right. We uh, cruised down I-29, and we went to an MLS soccer match. We are Sounders fans, and they were in Kansas City playing the sporting, and how did that game go? Uh, good. We came out with the victory. That's right. 4-1. to one. The Sounders were down a whole bunch of starters because of the international break because the MLS does not recognize itself as a real soccer league and doesn't follow FIFA breaks. So the Sounders shorthanded and still dominated. Did Pretty we, much. We Pretty lose much. all our sporting fans, listeners. Sorry, Kansas City. Sorry, one person out there. Just because you live somewhere doesn't mean you have to support the closest team. Right. You can jump on the bandwagon with the Sounders. It'd be a fantastic time to get aboard. Just saying. But Just it, saying. it is nice to have an MLS team so close. It is. We're jealous. Omaha has like a USL 3 team. Yeah. But they beat some MLS teams last year in the yeah. Open Cup. So maybe there's hope. There's hope. It springs eternal. All right, moving on. Apple Podcast Reviews. You leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. Here we go. Perfect timing. Five stars by Mrs. Max 1114. Yep. I think I got it. Yep. All right. I love listening to Doug and Derek on their Disney podcast. Now we get to hear about cruising from the McKnights. We booked a cruise for winter 2024. It was perfect timing to find a great podcast specifically about cruising. Great information on all cruise lines and current cruise news. I think Doug is funny and I find myself chuckling out loud at times. Michelle is very knowledgeable since she has cruised numerous times. We live in the Midwest, so it is also helpful hearing about the logistics within the travel game. Thank you for sharing your expertise, Doug and Michelle. Thank you very much. That's a good review. And logistics, a little bit of that we'll talk about today with the, uh, you booked a cruise and now what as the topic? A little bit, a little bit. So that's a great review. Thank you, Mrs. Max. All right. Moving on to the word of the day. I believe this is everyone's favorite part of the show where Michelle defines a nautical terminology. And today's term is itinerary. Okay. So this is pretty pretty easy it's a planned route or journey a travel document recording a route or journey that's pretty self-explanatory and we're going to talk about them that's right a route <laughs> or journey and so like when you book a cruise you don't get to pick what islands you just you're not making the itinerary for the ship the ship has the itinerary and you pick the itinerary so yeah you lose a little control there yeah you, you you usually don't customize your own cruise. That would be... Itinerary. You yeah. can customize the activities on board and the excursions. But the but, itinerary? Nope. You're just picking it. And so today's news is all about itineraries. And today's news is brought to you by backtothemouse.com, where you can find all kinds of Disney Cruise Line news and a little bit of Royal Caribbean staterooms, menus, exercise facilities, the random... Six months later, trip report. Those are my favorite. I enjoy the trip reports. That's how I first found Back to the Mouse, reading an Alaskan trip report, because they take you along with you for the journey. So go check out backtothemouse.com. All right, the big cruise news, Michelle, is Disney Cruise Line announced their summer 2024 itineraries. Would you say Disney Cruise is the last cruise line to share what they're doing next summer? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. This was so delayed and so, like, I just, why did you wait so long, DCL? I feel like, compared to the other cruise lines, Disney turns their releases into news by making it more of a spectacle and delaying it. Do you think they do that a little? A little bit. A little bit. But, like, I mean, overnight sometimes Royal Caribbean will release things and, oh, it's it's been released. Or Norwegian, same thing. All right. So this, this show's coming out on a Monday evening. Michelle, when can people book these new itineraries before we start breaking them down? What's the schedule of booking? Platinum DCL, Platinum Castaway Club members can book on Monday, which was today, <laughs> um, March 27th. Tuesday is when Gold Castaway Club members can book. That's March 28th. On Wednesday, Silver Disney Cruise Line Castaway members can book. That's March 29th. It's tricky. I am struggling here. And then finally, it opens to the general public if you've never cruised before on Thursday, March 30th. You know, you could have just opened the picture and read it like I do, but it's all tucked away in your noggin. It is, it is. But looking at today's date confused me. Seared into your brain. Yes. Right? Okay, so let's get on to it. Summer of 2024. Summer itineraries are the most exciting itineraries because for Disney, that means Alaska. That means Europe. That means transatlantics? Transpacifics? What are we seeing? Like, overall, all kinds of fun things. So... Here we go. Let's start with the Caribbean cruises. So there's six different Caribbean cruise itineraries. One is a five-night Caribbean out of San Juan on the Magic. There's a five-night Western Caribbean on the Magic. And that one has lots of dates that does Cozumel, Castaway, and just two days at sea. And that's out of Fort Lauderdale. There's a six-night Western Caribbean out of Port Canaveral on the Fantasy. That's kind of a unique sailing for the Fantasy. And that one... Also hits Castaway, Grand Cayman, and Cosmo. So it's missing Jamaica, right? That's how they make it a six-night. And then the bread and butter of the Caribbean. Seven-night Western, seven-night Eastern. Both on the fantasy, lots of dates throughout the whole summer. And then there is one ten-night Southern Caribbean out of Port Canaveral on the fantasy. I'm going to say all the, the little islands for this one, Michelle. You got St. John's, Antigua. You got St. Lucia, Dominica, British Virgin Islands, Lighthouse Point, and Castaway, and three days at sea. So that 10 night on the fantasy is the only one that hits Lighthouse Point for a Caribbean cruise. Thoughts on the Caribbean? Anything really jump out at you? No, pretty standard, other than Lighthouse Point, the, which on we should have night. opened with. Oh, the Lighthouse Point. Did we not mention yeah. that? No, we haven't. Well, no. you're welcome to fill people in. You're just chatting away. Lighthouse Point is Disney's new private destination in the Bahamas. Uh, it will open next summer on select sailings. So um, the Wish is not going to it, and most of the fantasy are not going there. With that exception of that 10-nighter, we just... And then there's one to the Bahamas with, with two stops at it on the yeah. fantasy. It's almost like the inaugural. Yeah, if you can have an inaugural for an island, yeah. right? So I wonder, hopefully the island's all ready to go if you're booking the inaugural because Disney and inaugurals struggle. And there's a preview right before that seven-night Lighthouse Point inaugural on the Fantasy. There's a three-night preview So, on the Magic. Kind of weird shenanigans Yep. schedule. So let's move into the Bahamas where most people cruise. It's where literally the most Disney passengers go because you have the wish just 
going like crazy every three and four nights. So there's lots of variations of three-night cruises. There's a three-night on a wish that does Nassau and Castaway. There's a three-night lighthouse point from the on the Magic from Fort Lauderdale, and that's only offered once on June 6th. It does lighthouse, Nassau, and back to Fort Lauderdale. Then you got a three-night on the Magic that does Castaway and Nassau, and then you have a three-night on the Magic that does Lighthouse in the Bahamas from Fort Lauderdale that goes June 19th, August 30th, September 6th, in uh, like three more dates. I'm yeah, so say. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, there are three there's, nights that go there the Lighthouse. There are some three nights on yep. Magic. Then you got four nights on the Wish, where there's a gazillion of these, Port Canaveral, the Nassau, Castaway, A Day at Sea. Four nights on the Magic, which does... Nassau Castaway Day at Sea, Four Nights on the Ma- Magic that does Nassau Lighthouse and Day at Sea, and there's eight gazillion of those. So basically, once Lighthouse opens, the Magic shifts from doing Nassau Castaway to doing Nassau Lighthouse Day at Sea. Unless you have the Five Night, and then they go to both. Yes, that's the next one. Way to tease it. Five Nights on the Magic from Fort Lauderdale. And it does Castaway, Nassau, Lighthouse, and A Day at Sea, July 1st, 15th, 29th, August 12th. I think those will be popular, right? Yeah, yeah. Very popular. And then you have a Five Night on the Fantasy mixed in there because they got to even out all those odd days, right? With two stops at Castaway, Nassau, and A Day at Sea. And then that inaugural Lighthouse Point, A Seven Night on the Fantasy. That's June 8th. So that's when you can look for that. And that has two stops at Lighthouse, a stop at Nassau, and a stop at Castaway. So you get your beach time in on that cruise. Holy moly, that'd be a lot of sun. Those people that get burnt on day one, it's gonna, they're going to be in pain. They're going to be miserable. Those, yeah. this is, every cruise has the lobster lady, basically, right? Don't be the lobster lady. All right, so what do you think of the Bahamas, Michelle, overall? What are you excited about, not excited about? Are we booking something for the Bahamas? Are we booking something for the Caribbean? We are going to book a five night on the Magic. That is our plan. We're platinum castaway members, so I may have already booked it by the time this comes out. Ooh. But, I mean, our schedules are always shifting, so it's possible we have to shift it. But I liked it because it goes to Castaway and Lighthouse. Yes. And it seems to fit our schedule as of right now, but with high schoolers and active in things, you just never know. All right, yeah. Lord only knows with our schedule with our kids. All right, let's uh, hop over the pond, if you will. Are you ready for all these different itineraries? There's a lot of one-offs. A lot of one-offs. So here we go. Five-night Mediterranean from Barcelona. It's uh, July 12th. These are all on the dream, correct? Yep. Yeah, it's the only ship that's going over there. So Barcelona to Nice, Monte Carlo, I can't pronounce Villefranche. I don't know. Do you know how to pronounce it? Nope. No, it goes, it's Nice. It's Monte Carlo. That's where the excursions are too. And then you have Livorno, Chetabecchia, which is Florence, Rome, Day at Sea. That's an itinerary we have done. That was the five-nighter we did in 2019. So good to see that's back on the schedule. It was missing in 2022. Uh, seven nights from Barcelona. Going to Naples is added, and basically all those same ports of Rome, Florence, Cannes. And then a seven-night from Barcelona to Naples, Rome, Florence, and Nice, Monte Carlo. There's like three ports all within like 50 miles of each other. 
right there. So you have the exact same excursions offered, whether you're in Ville Franche. I don't know. I can't. Why? I should have learned how to say that. I would quit, like, you know, dwelling on it and just. Good news. That's the last time we have to say it. All right. Then the the dream moves over into the Greek Isles. So leaving from Rome or Chattavecchia, you have Naples, Mykonos, Santorini. I don't know how to say the other ones. Not an island we went to. Do you know how to say that? Nope. China? It looks like China. It's not China. I guarantee you that. Two days at sea. So I don't see... Um, oh, they have two different, so there's an asterisk by one of the day. One day you go to Athens instead of Santorini. It's a weird itinerary. So June 10th, you don't go to Athens on your Greek Isle cruise, which I feel like is a red flag for a cruise. But the 17th, you do. Santorini is neat, but I'd rather go to Athens. All right, moving on to the nine-night Mediterranean, leaving from Rome. You go to Sicily, which is a neat stop. You go to Santorini. You go to Turkey, you go to Athens, and you go to Naples. So that's a pretty good one. No Mykonos on there. Three days at sea. That's a lot of days at sea. But you leave from Barcelona and you end in Rome. So that's kind of a, a different itinerary. You got three nights or three days at sea. And then the eleven night Mediterranean with Greek Isles. Whew. From Chetavecchia ending in Barcelona. So kind of the reverse of that previous one. So then we go to Crete, then Athens, and then Turkey, then Mykonos, and then Malta, and then Sicily, and then Naples, and three days at sea. That's a really unique itinerary as well. Both of the that nine night and the eleven night got some unique spots they're going to. I like the addition of Sicily. That's kind of cool. We sailed right by there through the strait. It looked neat. All right, on to Northern Europe. You have Norwegian fjords from Southampton, England. Going to Norway, more Norway, more Norway, and more Norway. I'm not going to say the names of the Norway towns. Never been. I have no idea how to pronounce them all. And then a 12-night Norwegian one that also includes Iceland. So you got three Norway ports, two Iceland ports. And Reykjavik, Iceland, you overnight, which is a really neat thing to do. Anytime you can overnight somewhere, it's pretty special we've had the opportunity to do that once so oh, not but, not in Reykjavik though. not in Reykjavik that would be that that one that's July 24th that would be an amazing sailing to be on on that 12 night Norwegian fjord and Iceland cruise anybody that's doing that I'm jealous so thoughts on Mediterranean and Northern Europe I didn't do a Mediterranean summary with you I just kept rolling they're pretty pretty standard for the last few years just just slightly different ports yeah. on some of those none of the greek ones go to the ancient olympic site herculon no that was in crete so the crete stop is that what looks like china but i can't say it that's in crete go to the beaches in crete just gonna say that that's a word of advice so all right western europe this is a three-night Belgium cruise. Yeah, these are different because usually it was just seven nights, seven nights, seven nights. Like this. Right. You have some short ones from Southampton. And I wonder if they learned something from when you first started back up from the COVID break. They did some shorter cruises in England. And I think they got some pretty good feedback. And so I feel like this is to take on that passenger load. 
sort of thing because it's Southampton, England, and then a Belgium stop and a day at sea. And then you have a four-night that says Spain, but it's from Southampton, and you go to Bilbao, Spain, and then two days at sea, and then another south one to a different beach in Spain, basically. And then another time you go to this two different... Five nights. five nights. yeah. So we went three night, four night, four night. Now we're on a five night from Southampton with two different stops in Spain, two days at sea. All right, then we have a four night France, which from Southampton goes to La Rochelle, France, and two days at sea. So that's where you can go to Paris. Um, but I'm going to be honest, if you're in London, you can get to Paris with a train. I don't know. This I feel like these itineraries are for locals more than like an American traveling over there to see lots of things because you have more days at sea than in port, which is the opposite of all those Mediterranean cruises. And then we got some more seven-nighters of Western Europe that's from Southampton, and it goes down to Portugal and Spain and back. And then you have one from Southampton that goes to Germany, Netherlands, and Belgium. And then you have one that just goes around the British Islands, Scotland, Ireland, and a couple different English ports. And then, of course, we got a transatlantic, an eastbound from Fort Lauderdale over to Barcelona, Spain. And that is 13 nights, in case you're wondering, seven days at sea. But you stop in the Azores, Lipson, Cadiz, and a couple other Spanish ports before getting to Barcelona. So you still get some ports in on that transatlantic. Do you ever want to do a transatlantic, Michelle? I'm not. I, it's not on my list. I'd rather do Panama Canal, I think. Before you're just sitting on a ship for seven days going yeah. across. What surprises me there is there is no stop at Castaway or Lighthouse Point to start it out. Normally, you, you see that. All right. Last but not least, Alaska. There are four different Alaskan itineraries. One here is a one-off, a five-night stops in Ketchikan. It has a glacier viewing and then two days at sea itinerary we have done. Yeah. It, fantastic, really. It's it's nice because it's you know not as long, not as expensive, but you're also missing things on that one. You're missing, you know. What we're going to mention next. Good point. Good port. So yeah. I mean, you definitely get the Alaskan experience. You do, yes. Yeah, but you really only have one port where you can get off and choose something to do. So then the other ones, these are all from Vancouver. So you have a seven-night that does the glacier viewing, Skagway, Juneau, Ketchikan. And then the other seven-night does glacier viewing, Icy Strait Point, Juneau, Ketchikan. So you, you move out Skagway for Icy Strait basically. And then a nine night that does Ketchikan, Glacier Viewing, Juneau, Icy Strait, Sitka, and Victoria even, and two days at sea. I find it fascinating. They go to Victoria, even though you're leaving from Vancouver. Yeah, that's strange. It's a, it's a weird, a weird, weird thing. I hear Victoria is a great place to get high tea. Sure. Yeah. So there you go. There are your summer 2024 itineraries. Do you have a, a favorite if you could book anything, time, and money did not matter, Michelle? Yeah, I would do one of the seven-night Alaskans. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would probably do that 12-night Norwegian fjord in Iceland if time or money did not matter, but they do. Yep. So there you have it. That is the Disney Cruise Line itinerary release. We broke it all down at nauseum. 
Sorry. Michelle's giving me the look like I bored everyone. So on to the show. You booked a cruise. Now what? Michelle, do you get emails often like after you book somebody? They're like, okay, now that we're booked, what do we do next? Yes, but I try to I try to hit that before you actually send me that email. I usually try to send, hey, important information about your cruise, whether it be Disney, Norwegian, Royal Caribbean Celebrity. I try to send that before you send me that question. Right. So read your email is what you're saying. Yes, please read your email. <laughs> you even highlight if, stuff and bold we, stuff. If we take time, if travel agents take time to send you an email, it's probably important. Unless at the top we say, hey, this isn't important, but I'm forwarding it on from the cruise line. When have you ever said this isn't important? Well, um, uh, I'm trying to think so holland america nope it's not the one um norwegian nope princess nope <laughs> celebrity nope why can i not one cruise line is notorious for sending visa requirements even if you're just going to the bahamas so they just they don't check and see where you're from from your passport and they they yeah at nauseum visa 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 yeah mm, okay. you don't need a visa to go to the bahamas if you're from the u.s what? so okay all right so first First things first, in your email you send to people of what to do next, is the first thing, link your reservation to your account. Yes. So the cruise lines all have different websites and apps, but I strongly suggest linking your account or setting up your account on a computer, on a website first. It's just it's just easier. And then once you are you have that set up, then you can move on to the app. Because so your login is the same. Right. Right. So the info is going to be in both, folks. And it's generally you can find the site that you're supposed to create a login for, which you may already have and you don't even know it. Disney's is it's, you know, attached to DisneyCruise.com. But if you have if you have ESPN or Disney Plus account or Disney World, Disneyland, all those are connected and ABC. Yeah. Um, So you probably No, Hulu's still separate somehow. So you anyway. probably already have an account for, like, say, Disney. And then, like, Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, it's it's going to be called Cruise Planner, but you're just going to log into their website. You click log in on their website, and you link your reservation. Norwegians is my Norwegian. So my. also attached to their regular website. Pretty easy. That That is going to be your first step. Okay. So link things. And then you're going to want to probably look at how you're getting there. Flights? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Although lots of times you're booking a cruise like for next summer, flights are not out yet. Oh, summer 2024. Right. So Don't that's worry not necessarily that. your next step. Although it's good to have a good, you know, idea of pricing. Like, so you could look at this summer for those same dates or like days of the week wise, but obviously you're not going to be able to book it. But you would know then budget wise, you know, do can I actually afford this sailing? Yeah, because people will book the cruise and then months and months later be like, oh, I didn't realize you had to pay to go on an airplane. Yeah, and it's like it's not easy to fly to – it's not easy to drive to Alaska, right? And it's also not available to – not a way to drive to Europe from the U.S. So you Someday. you have to fly. Where some of the other ports, you know, Galveston, uh, L.A., um, Port Canaveral, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. For- yeah, those, those obviously you could drive to if you, New York if you really wanted to. Yes. Lots of people drive New to New York Sizzy. Sit, City. Sizzy. Sizzy. Lots of people drive to the Sizzy. Anyway, all right. So look at your transportation options. And then you might not be able to book excursions until a certain time frame. But I think it's important to start thinking about what excursions might be available on the itinerary you chose. Yeah, definitely. 
all the cruise lines kind of open at different times. So you kind of also need to know that. I try to tell my clients that after they book, hey, you know, Disney, if you have first time sailor, you're not, your excursions, your port adventures are not going to open until 75 days before the cruise. Um, they have different levels for their castaway club members. So platinum, can, or actually let's go with pearl because that's coming up. Ooh. The pearl level can book at 123 days out. Platinum's 120. Gold is 105. And then silver is 90. So that's Disney's when you can book port adventures and some onboard activities. Um, then if you go to Norwegian, they are actually slower and they don't have a specific date that these come out. So I usually say maybe six months, 12 months, 18 months. You just, you kind of slowly keep checking so I to see what's available. So I could book my snorkeling randomly early. What do you mean? Like they keep adding excursions as yeah. you get closer? Yeah. So what if I book snorkeling adventure A 13 months in advance and then I'm looking at eight months in advance. I'm like, ooh, there's something new. Can I change it? You can cancel and rebook. But you've already paid. So, oh. so if we back up one time, Disney doesn't make you pay until you're on the ship, which is good and bad, yeah. honestly, because do you really want to pay all that stuff on your vacation? There's no way to prepay it. So that's how Disney does it. But the other cruise lines make you pay at the time you book it. So that's, book the... Book book the excursion. excursion. Okay. Yeah. So, <sighs> so same thing with Royal. You see something that you liked and it went on sale because Royal Caribbean has, and Celebrity both have like cruise planner sales a lot of the times, it's a cancel and rebook. So you, I mean, if you want that price, you're going to have to shell out more money and then wait for that refund. It does come, but it's not lightning fast. They're really fast at taking your money slow at giving it back. Yes. So um, Royal Caribbean and Celebrity both generally open their excursions right away. So you can usually find most of the excursions, um, activities on um, Coco K when, when you're booking. So that's, that's kind of nice. You can, you know, so you can secure the cabana right then and there oh, yeah. before others book. Yeah. So advantages of booking early then. Right. For sure. Yep. Like book your cruise, then get right on it. That's right. Cool. Okay. I learned things. Of course you did. Disney makes it a whole dramatic process with this is the day it opens and it opens at midnight Eastern and like, you're trying as fast to log in and try to get, you know, just the right excursions before they all disappear. Okay. All right. How about hotel the night before? Is that something you should start thinking about after you book your cruise? Yes. So you should be arriving the day before the cruise. I highly recommend minimum. it. Yeah, minimum. I know there are flights direct from some places that will get you there before the cruise, you know, before you need to check into the cruise port. But this is a gamble if you have any... Um, Flight cancellations, flight delays, you could miss your cruise, and the cruise is not waiting for you. I mean, you can miss your cruise because a light went off in the cockpit about a windshield wiper. Do you want that to be the story you tell about we, your vacation? We may have had a flight delayed for that. And that will be a quick fix. We, we did not miss a cruise for that. No, we just we missed um, a basketball game at home. For, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> windshield wipers. Right. So pre night for the. For before the cruise, if you're looking at hotels, I suggest looking around the port. If you are flying, sorry, if you are sailing out of Port Canaveral, you could look at a Disney resort because there are transportations from Disney to Disney cruises. Or even if you're going on a Royal Caribbean cruise, you could stay at Disney and then you could do, you know, Uber, Lyft, you could rent a car, you could go back to the airport and then take Royal Caribbean's shuttle. So there's, there's different ways that you can do that even if you're doing Disney and then Royal Caribbean. I feel like 
Port Canaveral has the most complicated hotel transfer because because it's not near it's not, the airport. So either you need to get from the airport to Coco to get because there's lots of hotels over there that you could stay in before your cruise. Coco, Coco Beach. Coco Beach. Sorry, I didn't finish. Not Coco K. No, Coco Beach. Port Canaveral area. Yes, and like in the airport too, um, the Hyatt at MCO is a good option as well because there's shuttles that run from there. And but, there's lots of hotels right by the airport right? too. Now some cruise lines, most cruise lines, have an option that you can add on a night before, but it's at a very specific hotel and it's usually overpriced in my opinion. So, I mean, if you belong to any rewards or points, you know, you can get points and you can, I mean, that could be a good use of your points, booking it booking that pre-night hotel yeah and then i know we already talked on transportation to getting there and i said flights weren't quite available yeah. usually sometimes yeah, yeah. right but the transportation to get to the port which i've already kind of touched on a little bit yeah. it's different in every port so most cruise lines have some kind of bus or shuttle that you can get from the airport to the port mm -hmm. but the the hotel in the middle is the wild card so either you are going to stay in a hotel that they are not shuttling you to then you're going to either need to get back to the airport to take a shuttle or you're going to need to either Uber, Lyft, private transportation, use a rental car. Um, Ask your travel agent what might work best in that port. Yes. They're not going to necessarily be able to book your Uber for you. Right. And then I, I also tell clients this too, so here's a tip, but when you get to the hotel, the concierge there usually has a good... Um, tie-in or you know they have a good suggestion they have a friend you know that does transportation like that so they'll just call their call their friend possibly and get you on that we've done that several times right in miami especially that yeah. works really good the concierge is like oh, i'll hook you up and it's been great every time we've taken cabs we've have we ever done an uber we have done an yeah. uber to the port i've done it lots we've of times done it with the, yeah without me We've done the concierge route. We've booked our own private transfer. We've rented a car and driven and parked at the port. We've used the cruise line buses. We've taken a bus from the airport to a, or from the cruise line to the airport to get to our hotel before. So I think we've done just, we've taken a train. Don't recommend uh, that one. No, that's a hard pass. <laughs> so um, public transit, the train is going to become more of a thing though, potentially. For Florida, for Port Everglades, and for the Port of Miami. So we'll see when Brightline gets online and how that's working. That could become a thing. All right, what's next? I am totally lost. You've got all the different categories covered. So online check-in, okay. I would say, kind of is next. So once again, these four cruise lines that we are talking about, obviously there's more cruise lines, but we if we talked about them all on one show... It would like, be like my itinerary list. Yeah, nobody wants <laughs> nobody that Nobody wants again. more of me rambling. So Norwegian opens their online check-in at 21 days prior, Celebrity and Royal Caribbean at 45 days prior, and Disney 30 days prior. So, and this is current as of March 27th, 2023. So this may have changed. By the time it even comes out. Things happened prior to COVID that... Yeah. yeah, Disney Cruise Lines was way better prior to COVID. <sighs> but yes. but those are the online check-in days. Now, that is when you're going to need to have your passport. Um, hopefully, you have a passport. If you're using a birth certificate, that also needs to be available. You usually need a headshot, not like a professional one. You can do Just a selfie. You can do a selfie, but it has to be like specific selfie. Right. And if you have an iPhone, make sure your 
camera, it does not have the live mode on for certain ones. It doesn't upload as well. It's a different type of picture. Right. It's actually a video. Right. So live mode off, take your picture in front of a blank wall, you're good. And then also, this is where you're going to choose your port arrival time usually. And they're going to want to know how you're going to get to the cruise port. You don't... I just lie. Right. It's so annoying to have to put in all your flight information. So unless you're using their shuttle service, you don't actually need to put in their flight, your flight information. I'm sure it's helpful to the cruise line to track you, right? For Disney... But they're not waiting for you because of that information. For Disney Cruise Line, I think I stay at the All-Star Movies or music, whichever one's first alphabetically, for every cruise before and after. I don't think I've ever said different. First right. thing in the drop down. And I know you might not know what time you're arriving. I always suggest pick the earliest time. Because you should aim for that time. Yeah, you get you're, more time on the ship. Yeah. And you can always arrive after your arrival time, but you cannot arrive before your arrival time. Right. So that's just a no-brainer. Is it good to look at insurance right after you have booked your cruise? Yeah, either during the booking process or right after. You can usually add the cruise line insurance up till final payment. Um, it's not going to cover pre-existing conditions if you wait that long or if you don't prepay it. But it still could be an option for you. So you have the cruise line insurance. They all have an option. Or you could do an outside company like Travel Insured is what I give quotes to for clients. Yeah, and when you leave the country, we highly recommend you have travel insurance. Yes, your credit card isn't necessarily, I know you have credit card insurance on your credit card, whatever, but it doesn't necessarily make sure it's going to cover everything. Like Medical evacuation yeah. is the key you're looking for. Yep. Not just if your bag gets lost. And not that's... like $5,000 of that either, because that's no, going like to be way more than that. 100000 50000 right. You never know when like an appendix is going to rupture. Like, and that's it, just something you can't predict. And you end up in a hospital in Belize, mm. and you need to fly home. Nope. So that's when you want that travel insurance, for sure. Make sure it has good uh, medical evacuation. Where the credit card insurance, it has some good things on trip delay, like reimbursing you for eating meals, having to book an extra hotel some night. Some lost baggage. Yes, that's what the credit card trip insurance is good for. But when we're talking real travel insurance, like we're worried about you were riding a bike and you broke a bone and now you need a helicopter ride to Miami because you've seen the hospital in Nassau and Miami's just as far away. So yeah, travel insurance. And if you have pre-existing conditions, like I mentioned, make sure you, you add it and you buy it right away. Right when booking. Yep. If you add it, it isn't necessarily going to cover it. You have to actually purchase it, put money towards that insurance. All right. Um, do you watch for discounts after you book, or how does that work? Well, if they're booking on their own, they should be watching because Royal Caribbean frequent and celebrity frequently have sales. They're, in my opinion, they're not as good as sales as pre-COVID because everyone wants to cruise right now, so there's no need to have you know record-cutting sales. No. But if you book through a travel agent, they should be watching your reservation for you. If you book early, lots of times that's the best sale yeah. because as you get closer, the sale prices just, they don't even get it as low as when you booked, say, like opening day type of thing. So right. Something to be aware of. A sale may not make your cruise cheaper. So, and that's how that works because the price goes up and then they discount it. So, um, how about final payment? Is that something like you, you book your cruise, now what? How don't do you prepare final, for final payment? Don't miss final payment. 
Um, you so cruises will auto cancel if you don't not, if you don't pay you know in time. So make sure you have the funds set aside. Don't pay at the last minute because if your credit card deems it as fraud just because you haven't you know made a, a cruise per, or a credit card um, purchase through Royal Caribbean you know in a long time or ever, right? You want to make sure they're not flagging that and then your cruise gets canceled. Yeah, don't wait till the last minute. No, and so I would set a reminder on your phone, set a reminder in your calendar. Um, if you book through a travel agent, we remind you, but it's also a really good idea to remind yourself as well. That way you could, like, say, have the amount, right amount of room on your credit card to make right. the payment. You don't have to wait for a bank transaction and or then if another. You need, if you need to make one or two or three, you know, payments along the way, you, you can space those out. You don't have to do them all in that oh, last yeah, day. yeah, that's smart. Like, three or four payments. Kind of put yourself on a payment plan, even though you don't have to, even though the money's not due. Right. So, all right. How about preparing for the stuff you might want to take like is that something you should do right away or maybe wait till right before i'm one of those wait till right before and then i'm amazoning it and i'm getting i get mad when the shoes don't get to me on time facts she does get mad i'm really bad at this but you should be better we will do a whole nother show i would say in the next couple months about packing for a cruise and what you might want to take so you can listen to that, but you know, just, just simple things. You, do you have like water shoes if you're going up the falls in Jamaica? You know, mm. those are required to go through the falls. So maybe you want water shoes just for a beach day. Yeah. So you can, I mean, you can start looking for them at a discounted rate too. You know, and then pick the best ones or space out the purchases so you're not like having all that money spent at the end. Yeah. Right before you go. Right. All right. Well, I think that kind of sums up the whole. Uh, I booked my cruise. Now what? Yeah. And I also I also say, especially when you're booking this far out, so like Norwegian, um, we've been able to book 2024 for quite some time, since last summer, actually. Welcome to the party, Disney. Right. So when you're booking this far out, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, right? It's almost like a wedding. You, you have to get your venue. You have to get this. You have to get that. But then there's not a lot going on. You can look around and plan things, but you can't actually book things. So cruise, booking a cruise is similar to that. All right. Well, that will do it for another Rope Drop on Deck. Make sure you go online and follow us on all the things at Rope Drop on Deck, except for, Michelle? TikTok. TikTok. We don't tick or talk. So go find us on all the things. Uh, share the show. Leave a review. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any ideas for show topics that you'd like us to cover, hit us up on social media. Let us know. But for Michelle... I'm Doug. This has been Rope Drop on...